Hey, Clint, guess what? What's up, buddy? What if I told you that we had a special guest on today? Is it a baseball player? Could be. Is it a football player? Could have been. What? Maybe. Maybe a football player. Wait. How about somebody that was a Razorback baseball player and is now a Razorback football player? What? Used to be a pitcher for the Razorbacks baseball team and Dave Van Horn, but is now entering a wide open quarterback room of Arkansas Razorback football team and coach Sam Pittman and Bobby Petrino. How is that even possible? Well, it's possible because Austin Ledbetter has a pretty daggum good resume for football. He does have a pretty good, you know, I mean, uh, you know. You're in high school, what, three years? Is that right? You know, you're in high school three, three years. years. And that you play football for three years. And I think in three years he won, let's see, one, two, three state championships. Three. Only topped by Luke Jones, who won four. That's right. Won three state championships. And then he was the Gatorade player of the year in Arkansas. Right. Um, and, and that's in football. That's in football. As quarterback for Brian Hornets, but then he decides to go to Arkansas to play baseball, and he had a decent year last year. I mean, he didn't have a, he wasn't like an All American or nothing, but he, he had a good year last year. He, you know, he was, you know, a good freshman year where he got in, had some good innings, threw some good pitches, and faced some batters, and did some good things, and was going to be a somebody that they counted on a lot more this year, but just felt like. He needed to be playing football and kind of, and so that's what he's doing. And we got to interview him. He's a great guy, a lot of fun. And, you know, uh, we, every time, you know, we leave impressed with these young men. And I, I'll be honest with you, I think Austin seemed to have a better head on his shoulder than head on his shoulders than about anybody we've interviewed. He does, man. And, uh, and uh, yeah, amazing, amazing young man. I think you're going to enjoy the interview probably as much yeah. as we enjoy doing it. So uh, he's gonna he's gonna be easy he's gonna be easy to root for I guarantee you uh, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna talk to him and or hear this conversation and and you're gonna say man I want that guy to do well I want to know how Dave Van Horn reacted whenever he told him yeah find out that's right he'll tell us yeah he, yeah he tells it he didn't didn't back that's away right. from me no. that's right he'll even go out in the woods when he knows there's a mountain lion there I won't but he I will won't either he will. He's tougher than us. Well, folks, enjoy the podcast. Like, share, subscribe. Listen, folks, we need you. Okay, we need you. We love doing this podcast, and we need more people to listen and watch and pay attention. And the only way that happens is if you partner with us by letting other people know about it. So hit, go to Facebook, go to Twitter, go to Instagram, share it. Uh, let people know about it. Say, hey, if you're a Razorback fan, you need to watch this, you need to listen to this, and uh, all that good stuff. Thank you to Hometown Roofing for helping us out. As always, Robert Branscombe, you need a roof, go get you one. They'll hook you up and uh, all that. Best in Enjoy Austin Ledbetter. Kick it, Sean Michelle.
special guest we have now listen clint this young man not only is he representing the st louis cardinals which i know yeah that delights me that's my wife's boston red sock thing behind me yeah yeah (laughs) that's her feminist propaganda too i'm just too lazy to take it down (laughs) but uh uh austin ledbetter okay from uh grew up in bryant arkansas and and has a resume from high school that most people dream about uh was it three times state champ was that yes sir yes sir gatorade player of the year yes sir clint we didn't even get name brand gatorade at greenbar we played (laughs) much less gatorade player of the year year. (laughs) awesome better man thanks for joining us today man how you doing i'm doing great thanks for having me guys He's just left the woods hunting mountain lions and deer and whatever else he could go shoot at and came oh, yeah. in to hang out with two couple of has-beens. <laughs> yeah. We're uh, glad to have you today. Oh, I'm excited. Well, no, we're, we're really excited about having you get to know you. You're, of course, all in the news right now. Um, everybody, you're the man of the hour, I guess. That's right. <laughs> until yeah. until someone else hits the portal. Yeah, until somebody else hits the portal, then they'll quit right. talking about you never um, know now. No, you never know. And actually, and that brings me because we we're telling you earlier, we have a holy snikes moment of the week, and it has to do with the portal. As do the portal. Everybody and everybody's sick of talking about the portal, of course, but that's why I bring it up again. <laughs> uh, there are 40, I believe 48 six quarterbacks with a six-year of eligibility. Wow. 48 that have that are in the portal. One of them. Mm-hmm. Only one of them. Stated as a, at a school. Yeah. Stated at a school. I saw that. That was yeah. that was crazy. Wow. Yeah, only one guy. It's crazy with like the NIL and like uh just like all the all the other opportunities there is. Like when you're a six year like that, like you're gonna go somewhere where you're gonna play day one, like you know you're gonna play. Yeah. Uh, I mean you wanna get money, but I mean now I think loyalty needs is one of the biggest things. I think that's where you know you win your national championships and you get your guys that are you know gritty, 
uh, when you have that loyalty to that school. So, but the I mean, thing is, for that school that gets them, it's a rental player. Yeah, it is. You know, I mean, like for like Arkansas when we brought in Felipe Franks, we needed a rental player for that year because mm-hmm. we had Jefferson back there that needed another year to 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 stew up a little bit. Okay, right to to cook. You know, to 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 be in the lab, and and so that was a situation where you needed somebody like that. But there's a lot of schools. Well, it's like Minnesota. You got the Lindsay kid from Fayetteville, right? Told him he's starting right away. Now all of a sudden they're having to pay their third string guy thirty thousand dollars to play in the bowl game, so they'll have a quarterback in the bowl game this year. Right. I would have done. Yeah. I'd done it for five Gs. The game, but you'll have a quarterback. Those receivers couldn't handle your knuckleball, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> no, they could not. What uh what Austin, man, you know, one of the reasons, you know, of course, uh you're kind of in the news around Arkansas right now is you just made a big decision to switch over from baseball to football. Right. And one of the things that's interesting about that is you had a pretty good freshman year on, on the baseball team. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're okay. Baseball didn't work out. I mean, that, that's, it's obvious. Okay. You, you look at your stats, you look at what you did. You had a good baseline to build on for the next year. Mm-hmm. And um, so tell us what went into that decision to, to switch over. Uh, Honestly, I just, I did a lot of praying and thinking and talking to my family and talking to my dad and, uh, uh, I kind of got, I got hurt this fall and uh, put me out for about a month and a half. I had a little wrist injury. It wasn't anything, you know, bad. It was a little sprained wrist, but uh, it swelled up on me and I couldn't throw for a while because it was on my, my throwing hand. But, um, you know, it's, it's honestly been on my mind since, you know, I signed mm-hmm. out of high school and, you know, with the amount of years of eligibility I have left, I feel like that's enough time to make an impact in football. And I didn't want to, you know, look back. Uh, you know, in the future and regret not ever playing, you know, because, you know, the, what I did in high school, I just didn't want to go through life, you know, regretting or wondering what if I didn't like, what if I didn't go try to play for the hogs? What if I didn't go try to pursue this and uh, do something, you know, bigger and better. So that went a lot, a lot of that went into the the conversation. Um, My love for the game for sure is really the reason why I did it. Um, I'm not saying I love football more than baseball, but I uh, I just – I had to do it. This is something I had to do. You know, Clint and I were, were guys that – I mean, look at us, okay? We were going to be pushed to the football field. <laughs> <laughs> we, we tried to go to any other fields. They're like, no, 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 no. Yeah. But, um, but there's something about – there's something about football, man, that I mean, you, you look at these guys like a like a Brady and a Favre that have a hard time retiring. You know? Right. I mean, there, there's something about giving that up that yeah. it's, there's just something special about. I mean, not that baseball is not special either. I mean, <clears throat> you were on a one of the best teams in the nation last year in baseball. Right. Mm-hmm. So I know it couldn't have been an easy decision. Yeah. Now, is, are there thoughts of trying to do both in the future, or are you committed fully to football right now? Right now, it's fully football. Um, I don't, I couldn't tell you what the future is going to hold for me, honestly. But right now, for 
at least these next few years, it's going to be straight football, and I'm going to put my all into it all, 100%. So, do you know we tell everybody before we before we come on, like, hey, I'm going to if we ask you any questions, you know, that you don't want to answer, say next question, and we've never had it happen. This may be the one time, yeah. uh, but uh, you know, how do those conversations with like you know, the coaches in baseball and the coaches in football go, how did that all get started and how, how were those? Uh, So I was pulled into DVH's office just to kind of talk about, you know, the fall, the expectations, all this stuff. And uh, we kind of, he kind of started the conversation and I was, I kind of stopped him. And I was like, I'm not going to lie, coach. Like, uh, I mean, I've been praying a lot been thinking a lot. Like, I think I'm going to pursue football. Like, I think I'm going to go hundred percent in on this. And I told him like my plan with like, you know, if I never play anything professionally. I want to be a coach. Like if I'm going to be a coach, then it's going to be, you know, for football. I'm going to want to be an OC. I want to be a head coach uh, with football. So, I mean, I also could be a baseball coach. I don't know. I don't know what's, you know, what's going to happen in the future. Right. I mean, mm. I played two years for Coach Hobbs, Coach Van Horn. I feel like I've learned, you know, about as much as you can about pitching. Mm. So, um, that – and then they were, you know, they were super excited for me. Baseball coaches were really supportive. Uh, after I told them, like, what I wanted to do in the future, my plan, um, they were just proud I had a plan, honestly. <laughs> so uh, they were very – they were happy for me. They were pumped. And, you know, as soon as I told them that, Coach Hobbs was actually in the room. He was like, yeah, you, you need to go out there and start lifting and throwing right now. Like, you need to get ready. And I was like, yeah, I've, I've been doing it for about a month, two months already. I kind of did it. I'm on the low. Um kind of behind everybody's back just to kind of keep everybody out of the loop. But yeah, um, I started, yeah. So they were, they were pumped for me. And then my teammate, like my close teammates, like, I mean, Hagen Smith, Peyton Stovall, Kendall Diggs, that, that class, they all knew like what I wanted to do kind of when I started. So uh, they were pumped for me. Uh, they like, they like joking with me. I know if my freshman and last year, they would joke with me, joke with me about football in high school um just like give me crap you know just uh close the yearbook blah, blah blah and i'm now that i'm actually going back and doing it, i'm like oh, i'm opening it back up so yeah we're doing it well it's funny you said that that, that the coaches were excited that you had a plan because one of the things when we interview players on here i always ask them you know what are you majoring in and what's the besides whatever sport you're playing mm-hmm. what's your what's the future goals okay mm-hmm. And, of course, Clint gives me a hard time because he's like, man, they're not thinking about anything but baseball or football or basketball yeah. or whatever we ask them about. And I'm like, yeah, but I ask that because they need to be, you know, because right. everybody needs to be. And not, not that, look, I mean, you can only play, you know, football or baseball until you're 40 or so. Right. If, if you have an awesome career. Right. And then, then you got to do something after that, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that's neat. That's neat that. You know, I think that's what those coaches, because like you said, they're probably used to talking to guys that don't have a plan. You know, they ask them, what do you want to do? I don't know. know, Well, I'd like to, (laughs) you know, I want to be an entrepreneur like Mark Cuban. (laughs) I want a business, but I don't know what the business is. I want to be a billionaire. Well, what's it going to take to get you there, buddy? (laughs) (laughs) Well, how did the, to continue on Clint's question there, tell us about those conversations with the, with the coaches, with with the ba- football coaches, with Pittman and and then as well, I'm sure you just didn't post it on Twitter and Sam Pittman found out that way. 
Uh, or did he? If he did, that's no, kind of- he did. He actually, he actually called me December second, and I waited three weeks to make it like super, like official, official. So, um, I contacted my high school coaches, uh, Coach Sanders, and then Coach Buck James when he's at Conway now, but contacted him because he has a lot of you know contacts with the football team, uh, knows a lot of people. So I contacted them, uh, and they started making phone calls for me. And I think it was um, maybe a week before Thanksgiving, two weeks before Thanksgiving, I went down back to Bryant and I was there and Coach Woodson, the defensive back coach, was there. And uh, Coach Sanders started kind of talking me up, you know, giving me praise, showing my stats, all this, telling him I wanted to play football and I was, you know, all in. And uh, I talked to him and he was super interested, uh, got his phone number, uh, we texted back and forth, and then um, about three weeks later, three weeks later, probably about a week, week and a half after season ended, they came back down to Bryant, Coach Pittman, and Coach uh, Petrino. Whenever when he got hired, uh, he talked to my coaches also, and they told him that uh, you know I was super interested, like wanted to play one hundred percent all in, and. Uh, they told me like I'm 100% pursuing this like, career in football. So I would say probably five minutes after they left the facility, they called me and uh, mm-hmm. made it official. That's awesome. That's, That's awesome. great. So, man. so what was meeting Coach Petrino like? Was it, was did he come across as intense? No, not really. I was, you know, he, it was pretty laid back. Um, you know, it was actually Facetime. It was probably. 11 30 in the morning 12 i had just got out of class and uh i just see like a like a random phone call that or a random phone number and said wireless caller or something like that and i'll answer it. i was like hello he's like awesome this is sam Pittman." i was like oh, oh hello <laughs> and then he he started he started facetiming me and i was like oh i gotta put i because i was laying in bed at the second because i just got out of class and i had to put some like hat on and everything and uh, yeah, he offered me right there, and then gave Coach Petrino was in the back, and uh, gave me the gave the phone to him, and started started talking a little ball, and you know, a little bit about me and all that. So, it's exciting. Now, did you play any with Connor Nolan, or did he graduate a year before you? I'm 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 having an old man brain fart. No, we played my freshman year together. Me and Connor actually got pretty close. Um, who throws a better ball? You or Connor? Don't lie to me. You're and you can lie because you're the one on the podcast, not him. If he him. Uh, I mean, if he sees it, I, I say we're it, it's about the same. Um, I always joke with him because uh, he, he he won an award that I didn't win and I won the Gatorade Player of the Year and he didn't. So I kind of give him, I kind of give him some crap about that. So yeah, yeah. Now, me and Connor are close and I mean, we've we've joked about it before, um, about football and all that. So so what would you say um just kind of give us a scouting report on yourself here a little bit what would you say are your strengths what are some things that you you're going to have to you know you're going to have to work on as you go into the uh into this quarterback room for the Razorbacks I'd say the best thing I can say about myself is my IQ and my feel for the game um Mm -hmm. I have a really good you know I would say I always have a really good bond with my receivers. I always know what, where they're going to be, when they're going to be there. Um, you know, I, I'm i doing it right now with one of my old teammates, like just working on timing and stuff, like footwork. 
like when my back foot hits, like I know exactly where he's going to be. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's actually going to FAU. He's um, just got, or he was at a JUCO for two years. Now he's going to FAU. But I'd say my IQ, I say I really have a strong arm. I can, you know, throw it 40 yards on the line. And that's actually something I couldn't do in high school. Like my arm now is a thousand times stronger than what it used to be. You know, I feel like I'm in the best shape of my life right now, just physically. Um, so I'm a little heavier than I used to be, a little faster, a little stronger, right, a lot stronger. But, mm. yeah, I say IQ in my arm right now. And also, like, the ability to get to know my teammates, you know, kind of off the field. Because I feel like that's, you know, bigger than just playing football. Because if you get to know those guys, trust those guys, those guys are going to want to, you know, run through a brick wall for you on the field. So that's one of my biggest things. Do you feel like baseball helps you out with that part of it? Because um, it seemed like y'all were a close-knit team last year. Oh, 100%. I mean, you got guys coming in, you know, from everywhere. I mean, we had two guys on the team this year from Hawaii, so mm-hmm. and I actually became close with them. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we have guys from everywhere, um, you know, transfer six years, all that, and to bring guys like that together and, you know, get them close, it's, it's, it's a big deal in team sports, so. I mean, having a, a close team like that can bring you a long ways. Um, having that fight, having that grit as a team, it's it's huge, especially in football. Yeah. So now let's talk about you. You grew up in Bryant, right? Yep. And uh, you played. Did you play any with the senior high? Your ninth grade, or did you just come in so, tenth grade? Yeah, I played freshman ball for the junior high. Yeah. Um, it was just ninth grade though, so it's. Seventh is a different team. Eighth grade is a different team. Ninth grade is a different team. But uh, after our season, they bumped me up for high school for like just to experience it for like three or four games. Just to go to playoff games and stuff. Yeah, just to kind of see how it was. <clears throat> now, that. you were under Buck the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Right. And uh, so you're uh, you're 212 to the core, right? 212, baby. That's right. Nope. <laughs> uh, now, y'all won. Is it Was it three state championships? Three in mm-hmm. a row? Three. With you at quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, who did you beat in those three championships? North Little Rock, all three years. It was what? All three years. Yep. Are you even welcome in that town? Um, no, I'm really <laughs> no. That was a like, pretty heated rivalry got too. Photos wasn't it? Of you up in like every restaurant in North Little Rock, like do not serve this man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a pretty good rivalry during that time. Wasn't oh, it? it was. It was. I remember after my sophomore year, there was like a huge brawl after the game. You know, it was it was intense because, like, I mean, some guys used to go to Bryant that went to North Little Rock. Some guys from North Little Rock went to Bryant. So, it's like we all knew each other, but, like, there's a little love-hate relationship there. That's so. what I was thinking. There was some crossover that some yeah. players had gone back and forth because in Central Arkansas, those were the two premier schools. And so, yeah. you know, now, players. Now, were, me and Travis, we grew up in Greenbrier, went to Greenbrier High School, and our big rival was Valonia. <laughs> Yeah, and y'all have, but y'all have a unique thing. Y'all play the first game every year. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows who it is. It's the Salt Bowl, right? Yeah, play it at War Memorial. In a, I mean, just what's that rivalry like? And what is it to have that first game every year in War Memorial? They have thirty thousand people, 30, 40,000 people. people. Yeah, we started calling War Memorial our home stadium because we were there for so much. We'd play Benton Catholic, <laughs> and then we'd end up being in the state championship in the end. But um, no, the salt bowl is great. I I mean, I grew up going to every single salt bowl, you know, doing all the traditions as a kid, going outside of the stadium, you know, running around, doing whatever, eating snow cones, popsicles, all that. 
But, um, you know, being there and actually playing in the game is kind of crazy because you don't – I mean, you don't really sit back and think about it. Like, when I was a little kid, I'm like, wow, I want to be like those kids. Like, you know, the big kids, they do it the right way, blah, blah, blah all that. But, yeah. um, you know, playing in front of 30,000, 40,000 people, is, you know, it's crazy. It's great that the community gets together like that. But um, it's, you know, it's a great game. I love it. They always yeah. won, so. <laughs> so you're 3-0 and in the in the salt bowl? Yep, 3-0. Well, See, a, we my sophomore year was when we had that we had that scare where everybody ran out of the ran out of the stadium. If you guys, oh remember. yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was my sophomore year. That was that was crazy. I bet, yeah, yeah. But. See, we were zero three versus Bologna. So, <laughs> what was and bad was my best friends from college. Uh, he, he was our starting right guard, Jumbo uh, Cawthon. We've had him on the podcast. He 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 reminds me of it. Every, all yeah, I got you. Yeah. What was bad was we'd lose to them in the regular season, but then, like, we made the playoffs and they'd be like one of the bottom teams in the conference, but they'd still be, they still beat us every time we played them. So, that happens. yeah. Even back to seventh grade. But anyway, um, <clears throat> now you played for, you know, just, you know, you know, you've mentioned his name already, Buck James. We've had him on the podcast here. Just talk about what it, you know, he's, the guy's turned into be a legendary coach in Arkansas. Yeah, um, he is. And um, you know, what just talk about playing for a guy like that. What what are some of the things you learned about football? And and what makes his what makes his system work? Well, Coach James will make you tough. He'll try to he'll try to break you. And that's that's how he gets guys good. You know, you you gotta get to that point where it's like, oh, I don't know if I can get you know, I can go any farther, but in reality you can. So, you know, he, oh, he pushed us. Every, it was every Monday we had flex run, you know, he, he'd kill us. You know, I remember one time kid wasn't, you know, putting in all his effort and it was like, if it, it took one person, you know, how high school kids are like, you know, they're, they're undisciplined. It took one kid to, you know, make us do a hundred to 200 up downs when it's a hundred degrees outside in the, turf was burning your hands i remember coming back one time my, my hands were black you know they were burning they were peeling like i couldn't i couldn't i couldn't even throw the ball that day mm-hmm. but um that's just how that's how he operates like he's gonna make you tough and he's gonna make you want to run through a brick wall for your teammates so yeah. he's uh he's a great coach and i love him so obviously there in Bryant, you played baseball. Did you play basketball? Any other sports? I uh I played basketball my ninth grade year. I was actually going to play up at, with the high school team my freshman year, but I told him it was probably gonna be my last year with baseball being in spring, and I just wanted to play with my friends for last year. But um the summer leading into ninth grade, I was I was actually practicing with the high school team. I had to guard. Uh, do y'all remember KK Robinson? They used to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, we remember KK. I had to guard him every single day, <laughs> and uh, Cameron Hunter, who goes to UCA, hmm. I had to guard them too every day. So it wasn't that kind of made my decision too. I didn't want to play high school basketball. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I had enough of this. I don't. I don't. I don't need this crap. That's right. yeah. And then summer camps, it was like football in the morning from like six a.m. to nine, and then I had a basketball game, like a summer basketball game. And one time I had to go guard Connor Vanover, who's you know, oh, seven foot one. You got a slot hot advantage. Yeah, and I, I there's a picture of me and my my head, like the tip of my head is like at his hip, and I'm just like, yeah. this ain't for me. Yeah, yeah. I'll stick to the other two sports. That's right. <laughs> yeah. No, I keep. I, I was like, I wanted. To, I kept googling you, 
before the podcast, like, okay, I'm gonna be sure I know what I'm talking about. And I kept coming up. There's a soccer player apparently named Austin. Yeah. I've seen that. I've seen stuff on Twitter where people think I'm 28 years old and 5'11. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm 6'2, 205. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So uh, tell us about the recruiting process. Um, did, was, did you have talked to a lot of schools? Was it? And did you have Arkansas offers in football and, and baseball where schools recruiting you for multiple sports? And how did that go? Yeah. Um, so let's go. I'm going to go back to ninth grade. I, uh, I went to an Arkansas baseball camp going into high school ball. So I think it was like January, December-ish, that, that area. Went to a camp, did really well. You know, they pulled me aside, said, hey, you have a really good arm. Like, we will be interested in you in the future, and we'll keep in touch. Uh, and the summer ball team I was playing for that summer, the Sticks, uh, Chase Brewster's really close with uh, Thompson and that whole coaching staff. So, you know, they were talking back and forth about me all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I ended up starting – my freshman year at shortstop, batting the three-hole, pitching, all that for a high school team. And uh, I would say about four or five weeks into the season, they called me and uh, they offered me. I didn't know if I was a shortstop or a pitcher. I just said, hey, I'm coming. That's mm-hmm. that's all That's all that really happened. I didn't know if I was going to pitch and hit. But, I mean, I was a ninth grade at the time. Like, what you know, what ninth grader wouldn't want to go play for the Hogs? That, oh, right, yeah. They've been, they've been watching all their life and, you know, you know, looked up to all these players, went to all the games, because I had two cousins that played for Arkansas, uh, DJ and Blake Beckenville. So I was at games constantly. Mm-hmm. You know, DJ was the Friday night guy in the closer for a long time, and uh, Blake was a catcher. So I was always at games, and uh, that made a – you know, that played a big factor. Like, that was my goal. That was my dream. That was my goal. But football wasn't even in the discussion at all, you know, at that point. But um, so 10th grade, uh, I played – I didn't start – in 10th grade, there was a kid going to Michigan in front of me, uh, walk-on going to Michigan, Ren Hefley, great player, mm. great family, love that guy. But um, he, he was struggling a little bit, so they, they would put me in, like, second, third quarter, uh, past four or five games, and uh, ended up coming in. You know, the, the last five games in the second quarter, ended up winning the third or the first state championship uh, in Bryant, so – after that, that's when it started really kicking off. It was like Mississippi State came to the school talking to me. Uh, Memphis, when Chad Morris was there, he came – or one of his coaches came. Um, Arkansas State, Tulsa, you know, a bunch of schools around Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, they always all they always ask, like, what about – like, what are you doing about baseball? Like, and I always got that feeling like they didn't want me to play. They wanted me to just play football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so um junior year rolls around I, the, I would say the recruiting process really slowed down around junior year like nobody started talking to me because I I mean they thought I was just all in for uh baseball and all that which I was like I wanted to be a hog but I really wanted you know to play both at the same time kind of like Connor Nolan did so um I would say yeah junior year kind of slowed down senior year there was they started to pick back up again I started getting like bunch of letters from like LSU, Kentucky, uh, I mean, all these other schools after I went on a, like the junior day or yeah, the junior day of Arkansas. And then a couple months later, I would say I started getting a bunch of letters from a bunch of schools right before my senior year. So it was, it was interesting. And mm-hmm. I know coach James always told me like, what, if it says committed by your name to the, you know, for baseball, they're, you know, football, 
teams are going to kind of be you know, off in the distance. So, yeah. And I, I always understood that, but I told myself, you know, when I was, you know, ninth, 10th grade, I was going to, when I commit somewhere, like, I'm not going to sit here and decommit like everybody and bounce around the schools committed. Like I'm committed to a school and I'm, that's where I'm going. Stick with them. Yeah. Yep. So that's, that's awesome. good. And you can understand why those, you know, those coaches don't want to, I mean, cause that's resources, that's money, you know, right. that's time. No, and if, a, and if a kid's just going to go, uh, going to go play baseball somewhere, then, you know, I mean, I mean, it would make sense for Chad Morris, I guess, to, to keep on you, you know, and maybe try to get you to do both or something, but right. he'd have to, he'd have to be on campus every now and then. So he could talk to Dave Van Horn about it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> as much, much money's on the line for these coaches, you know, you got to think it's not going to be committed and they're thinking your focus is going to be on baseball. Right. Yeah. And being a quarterback. Yeah, being a quarterback and a pitcher is really dangerous, honestly, just because, I mean, if you blow out your arm in baseball, like you have Tommy John, that's the whole year of football. You yeah. just can't do anything. Now, what came down to um, pitcher or shortstop? What what kind of – Well, you played a lot of third too, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I did. I, that's what That was my primary position in the summer, and that's kind of what I was looked at. I, I mean, I, I thought, but it kind of happened. So I got up in the summer early. Yeah, I came up with uh, Hagen Smith. And uh, two other guys, uh, we lived in the dorms and we got up to campus early and we started working, lifting all that. And I started hitting with one of the other shortstops. And uh, I mean, they gave me a bat. They gave me batting gloves, all this stuff. So I was hitting in the summer, you know, thinking I was going to do a first day, of, first day of school. They started making like the group chats, pitchers and hitters. I got put in the pitchers group chat. I ain't get put in the hitters group chat. And I was just like, oh. I guess I should put two and two together. <laughs> so, that's, that's one way to find out, I guess. Huh? Yeah. What What did you bat? What did you bat in high school? Uh, I always batted mm, around three fifty plus, probably somewhere in there. But I mean, I hit like one home run my whole high school career. I didn't get put in the hitting group chat. I actually never asked Coach Coach Van Horn about that. Um, I wish I did just to kind of get like confirmation if they ever thought I was good enough to be a shortstop, but yeah. they always, so when we do PFPs as a team, like pitchers, we actually do like actual ground balls. We turn double plays. We do all that like normal infielders and they're mm-hmm. like, Oh, Ledbetter can't give up his six spot. Um, they just like, kind of joke with me about not, not giving up being a shortstop. So yeah. I mean, it's good though. I mean, being an athletic pitcher helps a lot. You know, it helps you bounce oh, yeah. off faster. You know, the flexibility, the you know, the arm angles and stuff like that, building bunts. So, I yeah. mean, they like athletic pitchers up there. They like, they like the shortstops and go up there and you know, figure out how to throw curveballs, changeups, sliders, and all that. So, yeah, that's cool. No, no, we're transitioning to football, and this is this is this is a unique year. Mm-hmm. This is probably the first time. What would you say in five since Sam Pittman's been there? Where there's a, a legit quarterback battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I'm, like, I'm excited. Yeah, I mean it, it, it's that. What what's your mindset going into that? Because I mean, I mean obviously you know if it doesn't go your way, you're going to help the team any way you can. Right. But obviously, no one goes to Arkansas Tech University to be the greatest third string history in the Gulf South Conference. Right. Like, truly. <laughs> um, every, everybody goes there. They want to be the guy they want to start. So, you know, what's your mindset going into that? 
Uh, really just to go in there, you know, not say much and just work. Like I'm going to work and I'm going to build relationships, you know, with receivers, linemen, you know, everybody on the team, I'm going to build a relationship with and uh, build trust. I think it starts off the field before it gets on the field. So, mm. you know, building those relationships, you know, just going every day and working, you know, not showing, you know, any type of negative emotion and any type of negative body language yeah. going in there and trying to push everybody, you know, even if I don't get the spot, like I'm going to make sure everybody in the room's, you know, better every single day. Like I'm going to hold everybody accountable. And even if I'm slacking, I hope they hold me accountable. So I hope, you know, the whole team has that type of trust and that type of, you know, understanding that we need to, I mean, hold everybody accountable and just go to work every single day and have that like blue collar mentality. So. And now you said you started this process or at least started early December, I guess. Mm -hmm. So, um, was Petrino hired yet before you you de had decided to go to football? No, he wasn't. I decided actually before he got hired, like as with my family and you know. Yeah, but you hadn't made it public. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um. So, knowing you have future goals in mind, you know, and you have you have thoughts on your future, did that excite you to get to? Not only are you gonna. Uh, get to play as a Razorback, as a quarterback, you know, you're going to get to be in that room. Right. But you're going to be able to be in one of the, you know, look, we're not the biggest Petrino fans. Right. Um, Just to be honest with you, but he's one of the greatest offensive minds in football right now, in college football. There's no doubt about that. Right. And so you're going to get to sit there and learn under, under him. Yeah, that's and I hope he proves me wrong on the other stuff. I'm giving him I'm giving him grace on that. Okay. So I'm hoping he proves me wrong on the other stuff. But isn't that exciting to be able to go in there and you know just be in there with the the chalk talks and the you know watching film and all that with a guy that has the knowledge that he does? No, oh, absolutely. Um I feel like that's just kind of how I'm I'm wired, like looking at the little things, looking at what we could do here, here, here finding the open grass, you know, mm -hmm. those small things um, is what, you know, what kind of runs me in football. Like I love the little things when it comes to football, you know, figuring out how to, you know, beat certain defenses, mm -hmm. what type of run play we should check to, you know, through a three front, uh, how they're lined up, even or odd, you know, you know, if they got six in the box, five in the box, what we're going to do, RPO, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, no, that's what makes me tick. And that's what gets me excited. Maybe he can get you to run like Lamar Jackson. Oh, I wish. <laughs> I don't know about that one though. Now, in in high school, did y'all's offense? Did y'all um? Uh, did you have a responsibility of making a lot of reads on the field? Yes, pre-snap pre reads. I did. Yeah. So, uh, more so we, than we ran. Our offense was. It was so we had a ton of plays. I'm talking a ton of plays, but it was super simple. Like. A pass play would be a name. So it would be like Nick Saban would be a certain play, right? Mm. So Nick would be to the left, would be a concept to the left, and Saban would be to the right. But, you know, if we had RPOs and we had a single receiver, we had trips to the right, we had a single receiver to the left, I could check that receiver. Like I had enough confidence in that guy to check him with the one-on-one -on -one and, uh, you know, tell him to run a comeback, tell him to run a pose, tell him to run a go, mm. tell him to run a hitch. 
So I was constantly, you know, changing certain people's routes. But I you, I always kept the main thing, the main thing. So the main two guys were like out of trips would be, the, you know, the B and the Y. Mm-hmm. They would have like, uh, you know, a pick route if we were running the uh, RPO and they're man to man. But if the corner was walked down and there was no safety over the top on the X on the outside by himself, I was telling him to go. And that's the kid that I was talking about earlier was going to FAU. And runs a four four and he's unbelievable. So mm-hmm. he unfortunately got hurt my senior year. We would have had a, a unreal year. I remember first game against Benton. He was he caught three balls and had three touchdowns for like 150 yards. And I was oh, wow. like, this is gonna be fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was so senior year was kind of when COVID was like kind of big or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I mean, we me and him were out in you know grass fields up to our knees throwing routes so mm-hmm. i feel like that's what's going to make you know an offense take is you know taking those guys when we're not learning about plays you know not you know doing the the stuff that the coaches need us to do and working on timing working on you know trusting that guy what how how what side of the field can does he see the ball from because when you're a receiver you know your eyes see the ball different on each side so yeah um you know just finding little things like that to be better and, uh, you know, knowing your guys and knowing what they're capable of. Well, and me and Travis Tra- can kind of help you out a little bit, too, because I don't know if you know this, but we had uh, both Patrick Kudis and Chambly on the podcast. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you're talking to your offensive line, just bring up like, hey, I got the big C, bigger T rub. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work well for them this year. Good, it can't hurt. <laughs> yeah. It didn't work well for them this year. Felt bad. For that was a good guys, man. Yeah, they're, 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 they're great guys. They uh, they took a beating in the media, but um, yeah. it uh, I'm convinced. Way to go! We finally offended him. That's right. You offended him. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Sure. Uh, well, I think it's going well. You yeah. Think it's going, I think it's going well. We'll jump back on here. I might have to edit it later tonight or tomorrow yeah well this is kind of one of them you could almost even really like release it this weekend and make it for both weeks and we could take next week off yeah for the new year because i'll be because you're gonna be back at school and busy and i'll be running around yeah got wrestling this week or we could record next week i don't care whatever you want to do see if he jumps back on here yeah None. I'm only going to give him 150. He only did three quarters of a podcast. Did Robert come through? I, I haven't talked to him. I'm just going to take care of him. Oh. I was like, hey, I didn't want to be like, hey, Robert, by the way, I'm not coming to work for you and going to have money. So have you told Robert you're not? No, I there you no, go. I haven't talked to him yet. I'm going to. I, Austin, I'm really sorry Travis offended you. <laughs> um, I've been I've been telling him to work on the way his attitude and he just <laughs> your computer finally die. Uh yeah, so I plugged it into the wrong thing. Well, I have this little this charging box. I didn't turn it on and well, that was my <laughs> bad. I thought it was it's, a, all, it's all good. It's yeah. still work it's still working on that technology stuff. Huh? Yeah, it's 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 kind of slow. It's slow down here in Bryant. That's right. We're not, we're not the greatest of technology. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, tell us about growing up in Bryant 
what 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 were some of your hobbies and stuff growing up? We've already talked about hunting a little bit. I'm yeah. sure that was something. Uh, what else? What else did you do growing up in Bryant? Man, honestly, it was all sports. I mean, hunting, fishing, sports. Um, I lived in a neighborhood from about kindergarten to fifth, sixth grade. Um, and I had three buddies that, I mean, I, I was either at their house after school, they were at my house or whatever, you know, playing basketball, wiffle ball. We had a little park, you know, we'd go out there and fish. And, uh, I mean, we were always outside as kids. I mean, that's what we were doing. We were riding bikes, you know, sports, whatever. Um, uh, and growing up, football and baseball were probably, or primary. I mean, I did play basketball, um, yeah. It wasn't it didn't, my, didn't leave you time for much more else. Huh? No, I wouldn't say I was terrible. Um, I would, I would say I was, I was a good shooter. Uh, yeah. I played defense. So, I mean, that's all that really mattered. But um, even like younger, like younger Bryant football teams, I remember we created like the Bryant, like the Bryant Hornets, uh, fourth, fifth, and sixth grade teams. And uh, I think fourth grade we lost like one game but i know fifth and sixth grade we didn't we didn't lose a game we were playing teams from like out of state from like mississippi and you know things like that like the, every, the league that we were in we won every year so baseball um at that age we were i was always tra- i was in we went to disney world probably twice a year um mm. playing like the little espn tournament uh, we were always in atlanta georgia playing perfect game stuff when i was little um nashville you know, just traveling all over the place. Cool. And then um, I'd say when I got into middle school, uh, everything's kind of started to slow down, like seventh and eighth grade. I didn't travel as much. I just wanted to play, like, more locally. Mm. Um, actually, like, going back to, like, traveling and stuff, I played for a team out of Mississippi, uh, the Yalabusha Giants. So um, that was that was fun. I mean, practice <laughs> – we didn't really practice, so, I mean – if we did, it was a three, three and a half hour drive every time, which was kind oh, of, wow. yeah. you know, a lot of my parents, which I'm blessed to have them. They've, uh, you know, they've done everything for me. So yeah, that's, that was great. And then moving back into middle school, um, uh, I wanted to play more locally and with friends, you know, going into high school, I didn't really want to you know, do all the traveling like that yeah. anymore. So playing with the team kind of, uh, out of hot springs with some of my best friends and, it was, gotcha. it was fun all that seventh grade foot going back to football in seventh eighth grade seventh grade I, I was a running back I didn't even really play quarterback but uh, nice. I had surgery on my elbow I had two screws put in so that's why that was the main reason why I couldn't throw so I just I ran the ball played safety and then eighth grade I was a receiver and then at the end of the year I started throwing again and came to quarterback and then was quarterback ninth grade gotcha so now, if, uh, whenever you were down there in disney did you ever go to uh sea world or anything no, no, oh no. yeah 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 you know that's yeah. the... travis travis was the original shaman i'll be honest with you i've been tuning you out for like five minutes but i was just waiting to deliver that line that's right. <laughs> uh now in bryant okay let's talk about serious stuff here yeah sorry what what's your go to eat places in Bryant? Oh, I need to know this. Go to eating places. We got some good. I mean, I would say in high school it was Miranchito. Like that was the place. Like after school and stuff, it was a Mexican restaurant on Reynolds Road. That that's where we were. That's where we were probably going. Uh, mm-hmm. I would say Pasta Mexicana. Um, 
David's Burgers for sure. Yeah. I love me some David's Burgers. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Um, you know, I would say every Sunday we went to Cracker Barrel. Yeah, um, there you go. Yeah, that's. And then one. after football games was automatic Waffle House. There you go. Automatic I, Waffle House or Taco. I tell you what, depends if we were in a hurry or not. Yeah. What's your go-to order at Waffle House? Oh, the All-Star Special. But people think I'm weird because I get ham. And then um, I used to not get the hash browns. I used to get grits with cheese. So they would they would just lay a slab of cheese on the grits. Yeah, yeah. They just melt it on top. Yeah. Yeah. And I would mix it all in and you know, I yeah. get yeah, and I get the the chocolate chip waffle and um the, the scrambled eggs with cheese. So it's a lot of cheese. Now <clears throat> here's here's me and Clint's old man stories for you. Okay. Just imagine we're sitting on the porch telling you about the good old days. Oh yeah. Back when we were young at Waffle House, they had an all you could eat. They did. Okay. Waffles. Well, it was they had like a small, like you know, they got those plastic menus, Mm -hmm. the laminated menus. There was like a little corner at the bottom of it, and it had a that menu was all you could eat from like two o'clock to like eight o'clock, wasn't it, Clint? Every day. So like when I was in college, I went to OBU. Mm -hmm. Like during finals week, we'd show up there at two and get lunch. And then study. <laughs> yeah. And we'll just sit there and get refills on stuff. <laughs> but like, but like on the all you can eat, bacon was on there, sausage, you know, waffles, patty milks, like cheese. I, I, I'd eat four patty melts in the city. Yeah, patty melts, oh, yeah. burgers. I remember I remember my dad saying something about that, about him and his buddy we used to just sit in Waffle House and just eat waffles all day. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. It would well we would we had it down to a science. We would uh Actually, I had a, I, we used, me and Clint would go and we would like, we'll just see how much we could order. Yeah. You know, and get, then, then I had a buddy in college. He was like, no, no, you're doing this wrong. He said, what you do is, is you go and you write down whatever you get and figure out what it would have cost you if you would have had to order it off the regular menu and see how much, how many dollars worth. Yeah. And so I think one time I ate like 40 something dollars worth of Waffle House food, but I was getting like a side of bacon with every order. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, Waffle House is Clint has always said pound for pound, the best restaurant. Best restaurant. I think they make the best omelet in the world. I really do. And yeah. I'm not, and they're patty melts. They're patty melts fire. Yeah. See, if yeah. I, if I got to get an omelet, it's from IHOP. I love, I don't know why. I, I do, like, I do I like IHOP. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they're good. Yeah, I do like IHOP's omelets myself too. And then, uh, but that pecan waffle mm. or the chocolate chip waffle, yeah, waffle, you can't beat it. Now, Austin, we've about kept you all the time we can keep you, but I do have one question. I ask everybody this. All right, two questions for you. Well, I ask the first one. All right, what what's your pregame tradition? What before a game? What do you do to kind of lock in and get focused? You, you got to go which sport. Um, let's go. Let's go with football since we're going football. Let's talk about the football. football. Hmm. Trying to think in high school, like what I really did. I mean, I did. I did have kind of like a superstition where I'd wear the same thing every game. Like mm-hmm. I had to have like my socks, and I put like a like it didn't have the L or R for left or right, so I drew it, and I had to make sure I had the same arm sleeve, the same socks, the same leggings, the same everything same knee pads like we would mix up like people would turn in their knee pads i didn't i kept the same knee pads mm. so i mean really <laughs> it's gonna sound bad but 
high school, I would I would drink an energy drink before the game. What what's your energy drink of choice? Bang, for sure. Bang, okay. uh, I'm a big bang guy. And then I'd take some smelling salts and I'd hit the smelling salts, which as a quarterback, you probably shouldn't be doing that. I mean, you gotta have your head on straight, but I mean, you're pretty much you're about to go to war. You're about to knock heads. So it's like yeah. let's do it. I'd do that. And then uh I'd actually come back in at halftime and have another half of an energy drink. I started getting in trouble because I used to drink a whole one during halftime, which is not good for you at all. Learn yeah. that. Yeah. But I drink half. Um, so I'd do that. Um Really, I just kind of sit in my locker and just, like, listen to music and watch film. That's what I really – like, before games, I was just sitting there and watching film the whole time. Just on my phone, just locked in, you know, watching their what they're doing. And uh, also, I used to watch our highlights just to, get you know, get pumped back up again. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're good. We're going <laughs> to do this. We're going to do this again. There yeah. So, so uh, now you played a couple seasons with the baseball team. Mm-hmm. Which, which which school had the best hecklers? Oh my goodness! I mean, because you know, you know, being down there at the bullpen, you heard some good ones. Oh, I I heard all you could hear at A and M. All <laughs> you could hear. I mean, whatever word you can think of that's you know in the dictionary and not in a dictionary, it's uh, it got said in A and M. But um, a few derogatory terms. Not fan of yours. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, you know, I would say A and M. I, I was kind of disappointed in Mississippi State, honestly, because I heard because the way their ballpark is, the bullpen is where like their student section is, and I heard they would get after you. And you know they 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 had some good chirps. Um, one guy was like, because so they had a guy with the last name Ledbetter too, and they were like, "Oh, we have a Ledbetter too. You must be led worse." And I was like, "Oh, that's uh, that's actually." <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty, that's clever. Like I'm not even bad. Yeah, but I mean, and then you go you go down to LSU, and uh, the bullpen's right beside the you know where the fans are, and they're sitting there, you know, I'm talking whisper in your ear almost, and you know yelling, you know, whatever you can yell and whatever you can think of at the time. So yeah, um, got some interesting stories. Probably should aren't you know shouldn't be public, but <laughs> we got some got some words people said to all of us that. You know, nice. So, so was that was that a pretty was that the most intense environment you were in last year that LSU series? Oh, a hundred percent. Being on the road because what y'all were both like ranked high. Oh yeah, and then the night that the night that Holland Hunter Holland went against Paul Skeens was probably the best atmosphere I've ever been. Like, yeah. I mean, Paul Skeens came out throwing a hundred and two the first few pitches, and I was in the dugout like, I can't do. (laughs) <laughs> I I can't do that. that that's yeah. when you you see somebody throwing one on you're like, man, I'm happy I'm a pitcher and I don't have to. That, that's when you really start contemplating football again. Is when they're throwing right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, oh, this is what um, it's gonna take. That's six six two forty and throws a hundred. Well, that's the thing about those LSU guys, man. They like y'all had some big old dudes. Oh yeah, at pitcher and stuff, but they're they had some men. Oh yeah. I mean, that had, first had, baseman uh, they had was huge. Yeah. I mean, they they had some big old. They looked like they could step into a wrestling ring or something. Oh, yeah. We had Adcock on the on the podcast right after Dylan Cruz hit that home run off of him. Oh yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> I asked him if he had a neck brace. I didn't ask him right after the game, but yeah. if he needed a neck brace, you know, a couple of days later. Yeah. I mean, 
I mean, you, that that's you know, if you play that position, eventually. I mean, that, yeah, it happens. That's I it's going to happen to you. But I don't think I've seen a ball hit that hard since uh, Pujols hit one off Brad Lidge and used him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, he he caught all of it. He could yeah. not. They no. could he could throw the same pitch and he could swing at it a hundred times and he wouldn't hit it that good again. Yeah, I mean, uh, Dylan yeah. Cruz was. I think he was the best player in the country. He's probably one of the best college baseball players to ever come through, which is you know crazy to get to go play against him. Yeah, uh, face face him. So. Uh, He's uh, it was unreal. That LSU team, I don't even know how they lost the game. Yeah, like they were one through nine, just dangerous. Yeah. So. Well, Austin, man, we sure do appreciate you coming on here with us, and uh, we're going to be rooting for you as you go in and and uh, enter that quarterback room for the football team now, and uh, switch over to football and uh, just go in there and enjoy it, man. You yeah, know? I'm excited. Man, the most. Most important thing to do is just have fun. Like Travis said, just enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. These are the most fun, best years of your life. And some people don't realize it till it's too late. Good man, just enjoy it. Right. Don't overthink it. There, um, one of my quote I have in my living room on a, on the wall, it's a famous missionary named Jim Elliott. He said, mm-hmm. uh, wherever you are, be all there. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's one thing is, you know, Clint and I, we're, you know, we're 47 years old. We're getting old. And, uh, but you know, it's, it's, we go back and we think about those moments, you know, mm-hmm. and man, you're, you're in, you're in the middle of it, man. Enjoy those moments, you know, I appreciate enjoy that, those man. things. And, and, uh, cause it's, you know, sometimes it's going to go your way. Sometimes it's not, but man, you get to, and you seem like a guy that does that, you know, you're, you're able to talk about those good times and those, those special times. And so just enjoy it, man. And, uh, go out there and, and, um, uh, you know, like you said, with NIL and transfer portal, you know, these teams, they need people. They're going to stick around and be leaders, you know, because mm-hmm. that, that's one that's one thing teams are missing now, you know, because yep. the guys that yeah. you'd think would be leaders. Well, heck, I mean, one of the leaders on the on the football team, you know, I mean, look, I love KJ, but, you know, he wore a C and, and he's going to another school this year. Right. You know, and, uh, you know, and he's, and he's, you know, nothing against his decision. He's making the best decision for him and everything, but that's just something that with this, with the way things are right now, that college football and college baseball and college basketball is going to lose a little bit. Right. And so it's going to need guys like you that are there because not only because they love the sport, but they also love the school they're playing for. Right. Um, that, that means a lot, and that's going to bring a lot to that quarterback room. And uh, you know, and I know Criswell is going to be the same way. You know, he's you know he's from Arkansas, so he's going to have a passion for the state too. But mm-hmm. um, you know, but having y'all there uh, makes us as fans excited. So yeah, man, enjoy it and uh, and go out there and and shock the world. Yes, sir, absolutely. It's, it's an open competition, man. No one's yeah. got it. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's. Sounds like it's going to be open. You got a new coach to to impress, and uh, you know, new he's he's the quarterback coach and offense coordinator, and you know, go in there and you know, show him what you can do, and you never know. Yes, maybe sir. Uh, we may be talking about Austin Ledbetter, yeah. Razorback starter. Hey, and everybody yeah. like, share, subscribe. That's right. Okay.
you know, we're available everywhere you can get your podcast. Also available on Travis's Farmers Only account. That's right. <laughs> Anywhere you can possibly. Get. So. And uh, the uh, the DMs are wide open. Yeah. Wide open, ladies. You can also find Travis on <laughs> Um <laughs> Sound like me. <laughs> get on Christian meeting, y'all. Um, I'm so married, I got my ring tattooed on. That's how <laughs> Whether he wanted to or not. It's yeah, she it. made me do it. She, she held your hand down, huh? But, yeah, Austin, go ahead and um, stay on here whenever we, we sign off here. Don't don't yeah. jump off. We want to – we'll say bye after this, but – uh. But folks, like, share, comment. Uh, let us know what you think about Austin. Talk about his chances. Uh, comment on this. Uh, we're on. Don't forget, we're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on anywhere else. Amazon, Samsung, anywhere else you find. Union Radio, podcasts. whatever that is. <laughs> hey, <laughs> the new year's coming up, folks. Have a blessed new year. And uh, hey, if you need a roof, call Hometown Roofing. Down roofing. They'll hook you up with shingles and tacks and other stuff that make a roof. I used to do roofing actually. Did you? Well, you say no. no. You don't want to work for Robert Brands because he's a slave driver. <laughs> <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> no. I'm joking. He's one of he's one of our best friends in the world. That's right. So uh go support them. Well, folks, thank y'all so much. God bless. Here we out. Sweat. What? Yeah. <laughs>